0: the energy just needs to move like it just needs to move there's you don't actually even have to fix it or defend yourself but just like be with it and what i've certainly found um, is that the ability to just be with that and welcome that part of her is often experienced as love
1: back to another episode of Dear Men. This one is a long time coming and I think can be a source of either a lot of contention within a relationship or a lot of peace and space and growth. So I'm delighted to welcome Jason back to the podcast. Thanks for practically being my co-host.
0: Hey, always glad to be here.
1: (laughs) Um, Today we're talking about emotions and are you afraid of her emotions are you afraid of her emotions in a relationship or even a dating context does it feel really scary when she gets angry about something or upset about something do you tend to go into a shame spiral oh my god I did something wrong she's pissed I'm gonna die you know all of the things that go along with (laughs) fear of emotions and um there's a lot we're going to talk about, but I would love to just start with your experience, Jason, because I think you've been on a journey around this, of being with feminine partners and being with their emotions. And I'm curious what your experience has been in terms of being afraid of a woman's emotions.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's been a uh, very important part of my journey and you know, one like everything else I'm just as in progress on as every other human being. So it is a journey, but it's definitely something I've noticed um shifting in, in the last couple of years and in, in my relationship and my experience of myself and my partner. And that is um not being afraid of her emotions, right? The title of the thing, um, which is something that I was, more so particularly early in our relationship and some of my previous relationships of like when a partner um, would be very emotional or would be mad at me or upset about me or disappointed in me, it would often cause me to kind of contract and um, sometimes even think, oh my God, then it's over. Or like we're done or like, this is totally unworkable or, or something like that. I would say kind of collapse on, on my end. Um, And one of the things though, that I've always adored about my wife um, has been her range of emotions and her expressiveness as someone who growing up did not have access to that so much myself. It was really refreshing to be with a partner who was just more in that space overall and That was always really easy when it was positive emotions, right? When it was expressions and love and adornment and uh, just energy and more challenging when there was friction, right? When we were having a fight or she was upset with me or there was something we couldn't figure out And part of what, um, you know, my work and all the training I've done and um, my own journey is, yeah, just even relaxing into a deeper place of not being afraid like if she does have a reaction or if she does get mad that um, and this is part of kind of what had me ins- inspired to talk about this on one of our recent group calls was I also think that there's something really important in that um, just the more comfortable we get with a range of emotions, including in ourselves, the easier it is to be present with those emotions in other people. So something I've noticed in my work, um, both as someone who uh, people have guided me into my emotions and as someone who I've helped guide others into emotions are that there's often a correlation between what I'm avoiding or uncomfortable in myself and what I'm resistant to in other people. Right. So definitely, this is one I've seen for some people with like grief or sadness, like they just can't let someone be there and immediately are trying to get them out of it. Um, Which is something a lot of us guys do, right? You know, my my thing I tell our guys often is feel her, don't fix her. We immediately want to come in and try to make it better or fix the situation or explain ourselves um, to relieve that emotional tension. And part of our good practice that we teach guys is that And this is where the self-work and the partner work I see really go hand-to-hand in this is the quickest way to kind of process or digest or metabolize our own emotions is actually to go into them, right? So instead of avoiding it or drawing it out, or it's like, oh, okay, I'm angry. So I'm going to be angry in a healthy way and just be with that sensation in my body. And that actually tends to move it faster. The same thing can apply um, with a healthy partner of instead of trying to change her emotion or explain your way out of it or get out of the situation, there's like a way to just invite it and like, welcome it from her. Welcome all of it. I want all of it. And, you know, it's something I, I, uh, I know my partner has appreciated of, and I think a lot of feminine partners can sometimes uh, be, quite ecstatic about the first time they experience it of when someone like welcomes the full range of them, like just welcomes it all. Like I just, I want it all, bring it all. I want all of it. I want all of you. Don't hold it back. Give it more, more. Like there's something about that that can be very freeing for a partner, but to do that, like I really have to be okay with whatever I'm inviting to come over. If that makes sense, like, and not to be afraid of her anger or upset or sadness or grief or any of the the full range of things that every human being experiences.
1: Yeah, I'm reminded of um, my dad and the <laughs> limited capacity that he has for emotional range, and I notice that I feel contracted around that. My stomach gets tight. I I've been sharing more, you know, vulnerable truths and more of my emotional range with him um but in kind of like a neat and tidy way of like i'm just feeling really sad about this and i i don't know what to do about it and i feel you know this is how i'm feeling and he will um he visibly looks uncomfortable he will like you know kind of like nod and you can tell he's a little scared and just uncomfortable right like it's uncomfortable so it's not that comfortable for me to share Because so every time I do, it's really brave and it's, uh, you know, neatened up, it's straightened up, it's tidied up so that I can present it in like a safe, clean, sanitized way. So as not to trigger him and not to make him uncomfortable. And the effect that has is I feel, uh, yeah, like really tight in my body and just like, just I feel uncomfortable too, like tight, my stomach's tight. You know, it's like, I'm all tight. And anyone who knows anything about the masculine and the feminine knows that like the tight feminine, it's like, it's not flowing, like, like things are not flowing. She's not going to get wet that way. It's, it's like the tight feminine is just like, ugh. like it doesn't feel that good. You know, I don't think the tight masculine is that comfortable either. Right. Tight in any human being is there's not a lot of flow happening. And When I imagine what you're describing of a man who actually has the capacity, is grounded, and can hold a lot because he's touched these places in himself. And he's got his two feet on the ground and he's with me. And he's like, Bring it. What else you got? (laughs) Like, cause I'm like, I'm pissed. I'm so mad about this. I felt so dropped. He's like, Tell me more. What was that like? I'm like, That's like a fucking revelation. Like, I can't even, like, I, Almost have trouble believing that that's real. I don't because I know <laughs> yeah. men like you, but it's like that would, it's basically the polar opposite because everything about my dad's body language and actual language, which is nothing, right? Like, no, I don't get anything back, right? Like, I get very little back. Everything about him in that moment says, mm-hmm. I don't really want to do this. I don't really want to hear yeah. this. I don't really want you to be upset at all. I don't, I don't want this. And so I'm trying to contort myself into a box to like make him feel better when there is still a reason I'm upset. Something happened or I'm sad or I'm grieving or I'm upset about something. So I not only have to handle it myself, but now I feel like I also have to caretake him. And I think that's a pattern that happens frequently in, in romantic relationships And, um, and I think this is a good sort of segue to say, you know, emotional, big emotional expression can be really scary for a lot of people. Big emotional expression can be really scary for a lot of people, especially if you came from a chaotic home. If you came from a home where big emotional expression happened and it was chaotic, it was volatile. It was unpredictable. It was associated with violence. It was followed up by you getting punished or you being lashed out at, right? Like a parent was upset about something and they lashed out at you, which really had nothing to do with you, but your little kid mind can't distinguish that. It's just mommy got mad and I got harmed, you know, like, I guess I just want to validate that there's a reason that her emotions are scary for you. There's a reason her emotions are scary. If that's true for you beyond just you you know not wanting to make someone upset like a lot of people have genuine trauma around big emotional women women with big emotions because for some people mom or dad was embodying that in an unhealthy way and i'm wondering if you can speak a little bit to that probably not from your own personal experience but from the men we've worked with like what what is that like for men that have that kind of Trauma
0: yeah, totally. um I mean, I can speak from it a little in you know the masculine lineage in my family definitely uh was abusive alcoholic, like it goes back, it morphed and lightened with my dad, but he you know he got very angry and yelled a lot in life, um so that's something I've experienced, um but I think, yeah, this is super important to double click underline um that I think this episode goes really well with two other episodes you have that if guys haven't checked out, I would suggest checking out the walking on eggshells episode, with my wife, Violet. And then the episode, the three of us did around storm versus abuse. Cause what we're talking about today specifically is healthy storm. And so healthy storm takes a certain amount of agreement and safety and relationship. And even to some extent, um, Linguistic capacity for like how to argue healthily or share emotions and own our experience, things we've talked about that are really important. Um, This is not about um, anything she does is okay, and I just have to hold space for that. That's not the piece we're talking about. Um, This is more, um, okay, we've got connection, we've got some kind of healthy um, bond here to some capacity. And we kind of know how to fight fair to some extent. Um, And it's from that place that uh, what I'm talking about here is one of the things we can really do. So if you're a guy out there and you're wanting to be with a really conscious, radiant, embodied woman, one of the things you can do to kind of stand out, so to speak, the crowd of other men, is develop this capacity. Now that if you come from a traumatic background and have trauma in your history, you got to go there first in very safe containers, very safe environments with skilled professionals to learn to work that part of your nervous system and see what's even possible there for, for some people that range of what's possible is, is going to be more limited. It's just the truth. There may be certain like a, like like if you had a broken limb, it just might not ever quite heal the same way that you just might need to be with a partner as so there's a little more chill. That's just part of it. Um, but if you are at a place or you can get to a place in your healing where you feel a little bit more comfortable and do have the capacity to step into that, um, which includes, like I said, stepping into these places in ourselves, like Knowing what our grief is like, knowing what our sadness is like, knowing what our anger is like, knowing what our feelings of abandonment are like, like experiencing that all in our body firsthand, like really being with that. As you do that, one of the things that can become available to you, uh, and certainly is the edge I'm working in my life, is then not being afraid of when it comes up. Right. That's the piece I'm talking about specifically with a a feminine partner of, ah, okay. there's some there's something here and I can either try to minimize it, fix it, avoid it. You know, strategies a lot of us guys use um, or I can welcome it and invite all of it in all of her. And to do that, I have to have a certain capacity and groundedness and ability to stay connected to my breath and my safety and know my limits at the same time. That doesn't, like, again, it's not, doesn't mean take everything, but to know that um, not all the time, but a lot of the time for partners who are, have done some work or taken some responsibility or are healthy enough, the energy just needs to move. Like it just needs to move. There's You don't actually even have to fix it or defend yourself, but just like be with it. And what I've certainly found um, is that the ability to just be with that and welcome that part of her is often experienced as love. Like when we can really like, no, I want all of it. I want all of you. Don't hide that from me give me the truth of your heart. Give me the truth of your heart. Give me the truth of your heart. And when I can hold that doesn't mean I'm not like upset or hurting. Like, Oh my God, I really hurt her. or Oh, I feel like shit. Or, you know, I may be having my own reaction and I want to have allow that to be true too. But when I can just stay present, like stay connected in that, um, it can be a really powerful experience um, between partners. And it's a, it's a, it can be a really important shift for some guys now We talk a lot about masculine and feminine dynamics on the show and, you know, the masculine part of any of us wants peace, wants no tension, right? That's so a large, a lot of the time, the masculine, our, our mode is, I don't want to get into that because that's not peace. That's tension. That's friction. That's like, uh, engagement, energy, um, But good masculine leadership in a relationship is ah, actually the quickest way to peace is often, again, to just go in and welcome it because it's not going to last forever. If it does last forever or keeps coming back to the same thing or history keeps getting thrown in your face, that's more some of those other situations we're talking about that are going to be less healthy expressions. And that's probably something you need to work out more with a skilled counselor or therapist to see really what's possible in relationship. but. Oftentimes what I have found in these healthy capacities is when we just go into it, um, it doesn't last forever, right? It's just like a rainstorm. Yeah. You just ride it out. And then on the other side, we're often feel, you know, my partner and I f- often feel much closer to each other, even if yeah. it was vulnerable, even if one of us is like, Oh my God, I can't believe I just shared that. Or like, like, this is really hard for me to share that I'm actually really mad at you or something like that. Um, but Always when the other person's still there on the other side, there's like a deepening trust. Like, oh, I don't have to hold all that back or manage all that like what you were sharing, I think is, you know, guys, what Mel shared is like rewind and listen to that. Because every time um, if you're in a relationship and a woman's having that experience, she's having to shut down the flow of her heart and her emotions, yes. which means she's like, putting her masculine on to protect herself yes, because she doesn't trust that you can she can just surrender and that that has an energetic cost doesn't mean you have to do it all the time Uh, doesn't mean there's not unhealthy versions of that but know that that is an actual thing a lot of women have learned to have to do because men were not comfortable holding their emotions did not welcome them or gaslit them about situate, you know, there's all kinds of ways guys will avoid um, that full spectrum of emotions in the feminine. And, you know, sometimes we'll have guys we work with who, you know, and, and I get it again, we're the masculine, we want peace, secretly hope that that's all going to stop. But to just know that, yeah, that's kind of part of the game of being in the relationship with a feminine woman. Or a feminine partner of any kind. It's just that there's going to be change. There's going to be a range. There's going to be ups and downs. And instead of trying to get rid of that, it's like, okay, let's learn to surf together. Like, let's invite that. Let's use this as a way to get closer to each other. Um, you know,
1: it kind of reminds me of, I was born on St. Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands and we had hurricanes. That was part of my life growing up. And I remember when we would prep for hurricanes part of the strength of our building the building that we lived in was that there were no walls um through the middle of it so there was a staircase and it was all metal but it was open so when the wind would come there wasn't a wall for it to push against it would just flow through the building and of course there were parts that had but even in our bathroom the top half of our bathroom was grill So it, so in hurricanes, it would, the wind would blow through the grill and it actually had the building be stronger because there wasn't all of that force that it it was resisting. And it feels that way of, of, you know, in its small moments, you know, I'm picturing like a couple out at dinner and he looks at another woman and she, and her feelings are hurt and she shuts down and he's like, what are you moody again? Like, that's not welcoming of emotion. For example, it's like, Hey, it feels like something's going on. What's what's up in that moment. That's the moment where she can say, I'm really embarrassed. It's so small. Like I just, I feel really stupid about it. It's like, well, I want to know, you know, what happened? Like you looked to that woman and my feelings were hurt. Like, Oh, I hear you like being with it. And there's a cooperative effect in that exchange because There's her shutdown, there's him being attuned enough to notice it and ask about it, and her willingness to actually show her heart. And I think that's the part that, you know, I'm remembering a guy friend of mine where we, it was like New Year's Eve, and we were all going around sharing or something, and I felt like he wasn't taking it seriously. And I felt really, like, shut down, because I was sort of leading this circle or something, he wasn't taking it seriously. And I held on to this for like a week and I started like acting different around him. And I remember going into his room and being like, listen, I've been weird with you for like a week because this little thing happened on New Year's Eve. And I want to tell you about it, but I'm a little scared. And I said, this is so small. This is so small, but like, I, I just felt like you were like not taking it seriously. And I felt kind of like bad. And he was like, he kind of got defensive. Like he kind of got defensive and he was like, well, no, like that wasn't that big a deal. Or I don't remember what he said. What I remember was I shrank. That's what I remember. I, I remember shrinking. I remember feeling, um, small and like vulnerable and like, Whoa, like that was a bad experience. I was like, I, I don't know that I would tell him again, if my feelings were hurt, it was such a, um, such a classic moment in a way, because it was like, that was so scary and vulnerable for me to even go into his room and be like, hey, I've been, I've been acting weird around you and I wanted you to know why. And like, kind of like masculine up to like share because I was like, I don't really want to live like this. Like I, we've had a good friendship so far and I really like being your friend. So, but that moment I was like, man, this is why people don't share because that was so hard for me to say because exactly what you said. It's like, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed. I was like, I shouldn't feel this way. I shouldn't have gotten my feelings hurt. I shouldn't have felt this way, which is silly in the end because we can't really control emotions. We can control what we do with them. We can control how we express them, but we can't control our feelings getting hurt. It's a thing that happens in our bodies. It's, it's a trigger point. Something about that moment had me feel ignored or whatever it was, the original moment at the party. And so I feel like in that, you know, welcoming of emotions like are you scared of her emotions I think for a lot of men it's like they're scared of being criticized I'm scared of her emotions because I'm scared that she's saying you're bad you did something bad you did something wrong and I think that's what that man heard in that moment what he heard was you fucked it up you fucked it up on New Year's Eve just like you always fuck it up or whatever he was told as a kid I don't know what the hell it was but it's like the interpreter right it's like what I said was my feelings were heard about this thing. And what he heard was, you're a bad kid. You're bad. And what you did was bad, which is yeah. not what I said. And and so I think that's a common dance of like, well, there's what I'm sharing and then there's how you're interpreting it. And I think a lot of men immediately interpret emotions, especially I'm disappointed, I'm angry, I'm upset, as I'm bad. And yeah, when or we I did something
0: bad. wrong or we I'm not good wrong, enough.
1: And therefore, I'm somehow it usually gets back to like, I'm bad. <laughs> like yeah. I and good, then, Oh my
0: God, this is never going to work. And this whole thing's over. Um, and, you know, certainly uh, I still have to fight the tendency to, to fix or deflect or um, like explain, <laughs> explain why I didn't mean to, you know, Oh, I didn't mean to hurt you, da, 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 which often gets, a, is exactly kind of what you experience with that guy, which actually isn't the point of the share. <laughs> it's like, it's no acknowledging that you were hurt right it's like oh yeah wow i totally that's a, so yeah, i'm so sorry you felt that way like i can totally see how that would happen you know then after there's some resonance there you can kind of share more about your experience or what your intention was or whatever that thing is i mean that's a fierce one i have to uh, fight myself but that um, yeah they, both partners can trigger each other so much in these types of situations which is why it's important to be doing this work in healthy ways on your own independently and not just in the relationship with therapists, with counselors, with coaches, with men's groups, um, to get more comfortable with that. All those things also will help you distinguish between the difference between the unhealthy and the healthy, right? If something keeps happening and you share it with your group, people can clue in pretty fast, like, oh, actually, that does not sound good or that does not sound. Um,
1: right. Like if the woman keeps saying, well, you know, I mean, can you give an example of that? Cause you've been,
0: Oh, you never X.
1: <laughs> okay. You never listen. Is you never one you thing, right. That listen. would,
0: that would be one thing Or okay. you always right when it becomes these, like
1: you're always on your big, phone, you never listening. Yeah. You're always on your phone.
0: Those things are hard. Um, the other things is, you know, I've talked about before to notice of when it's oriented from the past versus the present. So when we're being attacked for things that already happened that over and over and over. Up,
1: yeah. But, like, but, the,
0: but I still remember you left me there and you never showed up or you dropped the thing or you told her X. And if that keeps coming back, that that's, that's really, um, it's kind of unwinnable in a lot of ways. Cause that's
1: different from, I feel really missed right now.
0: Yes. The, so the, the,
1: I'm, my the more broken.
0: in the present it is the better. And th- this was an important one for, I think, um, for well for all your listeners but feminine partners as well for a healthy for healthy masculine like you know which i like to try to be uh and hope a lot of our men end up being um, it's much easier for us to be with it real time in the moment so when it's actually happening right now it's much easier for me to to be with it
1: then it's, it's see- much
0: it's much harder if you come to me and it already happened Cause it's kind of like, well, what do I like it? uh, It's just a much harder energy to be with versus there's something about in the moment. I like still have a chance to course correct. Right. Like that's, and that's actually where it can be your gift to me to reveal that in the moment. Oh fuck. You're right. I've totally been on my phone. Like I haven't been paying attention to you. I'm so sorry. I can see you. Right. And then I get to like, show up, kind of do my thing in the moment and kind of course correct. And we get to co-create that i think is, is is um a super important thing so it tends to be the more in the moment this can be which is a practice for both partners uh, i have found the healthier it can be and the more it prevents the other thing you know i've seen in couples i've worked with i know you've seen in some couples you've worked with is the the is build up
1: yeah yeah there's it's just this like building
0: up yeah. so it's like suddenly i uh, forgot to get you those Q-tips at the store and it's an explosion, but it's not right. It's not just about the Q-tips. It's about all those times before that, that there was a withholding of hurt and um, loss of trust. And it like all boils up into that. And then it's this just <laughs> volcano. That's really hard for either por- partner to orient to and orient from. Um, so the more, we can in the real, real time process the stuff and not be afraid and just go into it. Like, wow, you're mad at me or you're disappointed at me. Or sometimes this is just, uh, you know, not being afraid of her emotions too, is about telling the truth. Just, wow, she asked me this thing. I'm going to tell her what actually happened, right? Instead of kind of slying my way around it. But yeah, here's this thing. I did this thing. You're right. I did that. Um, And again, same thing, the more we can move that towards real time, the less it'll, uh, I just accumulate or fester. I don't know quite the right word for it. Um,
1: yeah. Because I spent, but the seven, more free eight,
0: both partners are. Yeah. Right? Cause then I'm not carrying all this baggage of the past into the moment with you. I'm just here with you in the moment right now. And it's just, it's an incredible capacity to develop and it's freeing for both partners. I think, cause it, it's also when, you know, a, a good, the healthiest version of, of, you know, strong masculine leadership in a lot of ways is when we're not afraid, so to speak, when we're more loose and comfortable and present in our body, there's more we can do, right? It's, you can imagine like uh, someone in a, a keto artist versus like someone totally locked up. Like there's not, the energy just comes and you're like, ah, and it hits you versus like, oh, I can move it or I can redirect it or I can play with it. I can bring in a little humor here. And suddenly the whole situation can change but I'm working with what is actually there in the moment. I'm not trying to get rid of it. I'm like inviting that energy in and um, that can be a really just powerful place to kind of work from and it's a skill it's a capacity you know sometimes I do it sometimes I don't do it sometimes I mess it up sometimes I don't but it's something we're committed to at least in my relationship that we want to get better at and I am getting more comfortable uh, with it and I can see it relaxes my partner. Right. Because then yeah. she doesn't have to be holding a part of that. Just like, oh, okay. I can get mad at him.
1: Yes. I've realized that I feel like in a partnership, in a relationship, the only people I truly trust are the ones that I can get mad at. And I can Definitely. count on one hand, the number of people in my life. I feel like I can get mad at because I feel like for the others, I'm like, if I get mad at them, they will withdraw They will withdraw. Like they will either withdraw in the moment or over time, but they will leave. And I don't think I'm wrong about some of them. Like I might be wrong about others. I'm like I'm pretty attuned. I think I know. You know. Anyway, and um, I want to go back to what you said about um, how a man gets there. How does he get there? How does he become not afraid? Because so many men are afraid, and pretending you're not afraid definitely not going to help. Yeah, like owning, like yeah, I'm afraid of that of um, emotional moments and you know highly emotional partners. How does a man expand his capacity in the way that you're describing? Because I have some thoughts, but I'd be curious, you know, in your journey.
0: Yeah, you got to go there yourself. So first and foremost, um, you got to know every corner of your emotional body, and your experiences, and what you avoid in yourself, what you're uncomfortable in yourself. Um, so going there in skilled containers with safe leadership is super important. Um, so just getting more in touch with your emotions, not being afraid of your emotions, right? That's step one for some guys. That's a big deal. Other guys, you know, that's more on tap. Um, so it's a little different for everyone. The other thing I would say is particularly that the unique energy of like, um, Yeah, you know, I think this was part of what we were talking about on a call that kind of inspired this was like, there's almost like an excitement, like a welcoming, like a wanting, like a, come on, you know, like calling the bull on, like, let's do this. Um, And for me, the first place I've ever experienced that and where, I mean, I just relish that the most, which then makes it easier to bring that into relationship is when I'm doing deep work with other men. And there is no, you know, we're not in an intimate relationship, so there's no like, there's there's none of that extra stuff added on. So I get to just be with the experience of when a man is fully bringing it and expressing himself, and when he's not, and getting to feel the difference, and getting the sense of how much more free we both are when both people play full out. There's like a ah oh, afterwards. There's like fuck yeah, man, you really went for it, like. Like and usually, you know, doing that kind of work a lot of times, you know, most guys will be like, I could have taken more, like you bring more of that anger, more of that rage, more of that sadness, more of that grief. And there's like a, um, just a, a beautiful kind of bonding thing. I've certainly gone through with other men and they've welcomed it from me. I've welcomed it from them. And there's literally just kind of being in the heat of that and not totally personalizing it kind of develops. A little bit of capacity at least in me, that then makes it easier to bring into somewhere where I do really care uh, about the container and the arrangement and the feelings and the you know the um, commitment we have to each other so but it's almost like I'm kind of tempered you know like steel's tempered in fire there's like a little bit of getting tempered in those those big emotions and not being afraid of them and seeing how much space there can be for both people on the other side and knowing that's something I want to bring to my partner and to myself.
1: Well, what's interesting about what you're describing is, you know, let's say you're at a men's at a shadow weekend or you're with a man and he's expressing rage about his alcoholic dad and all this shit that he's never been able to say. And he's expressing, and you're like, bring it even more, bring all, bring all of it, bring all of it. He's expressing this very real thing for him and you're receiving it. And it has nothing to do with you this has been my experience repeatedly with men in relationship. When I'm upset about work or I'm enraged because of something my girlfriend did, or I'm, you know, I'm upset. He can handle my upset. He can welcome my emotion as long as it's not about him. him. As soon as it's something he did, like I felt really dropped when you didn't call me, he gets defensive. He shuts down. He pulls all of these other maneuvers that it becomes really confusing to sort through because he has been there so much for me in the past. I'm like, this is really confusing. You have been able to handle my emotion, but as soon as it's about him, it's a totally different ball game. And what you're describing is, and, and some of what you're describing, I would imagine does have to do with the group. If you're in a men's group that's solid and trusted, shit's going to come up within the men's group. Like a guy's going to be pissed at another guy. Like, you know, totally. and that's super valuable because that tempers you in a different way. Right, which is more what I'm talking about, which is, and and this is kind of where I want to 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 you know talk about at the moment is shame. Because I re- I think that there's a shame response that happens when it's like, you said this thing and I felt shut down. And and then immediately the guy's like, Well, I didn't mean it that way. It's like all of this stuff happens around that instead of like, oh, I can see how that, yeah, I can see how that you would have felt shut down there or Whatever the the non defensive maneuver is, and that feels important in in the what I have experienced is distinguishing between a man can hold my emotions over here, but as soon as it's about him, there's a sh- there's an extra level of shame that's attached that makes it more complex.
0: Totally, I think that's super um, super valid and important, and um, the the capacity. Related to this, so the capacity to receive feedback as the masculine is one of the deepest things you can develop. To take feedback, uh, to open-hearted, receive it, receive it, and to just receive it. Again, deep men's work is an amazing place to do that, where men will tell you, I see you hitting the mark here, and here's where I do not see you hitting the mark. Or here's shit you need to cut out. Cut that shit out. Right. And there's like, Oh, I can, uh, I can, uh." but then there's also, you get to a point where like, fuck, you're right. You're right. I don't want to do that anymore. And that again, starts to kind of develop a certain capacity to take that, um, that I think you can bring back into a relationship. And uh, I do think it's easier to develop that first, you know, I'm obviously a men's group guy. So I'm biased to develop that first with, with other masculine men, that I can be mad at you, I can give you feedback or criticism, and I can still love the fuck out of you. And I hope, and in fact, my criticism can be sourced in that love. I love you so much, and I see you doing this thing, and it's killing me, and it's preventing us from being closer or preventing me from trusting you. And I I love you too much to not say anything, right? Like that starts to develop something like that that a good partnership with a feminine partner, part of that's going to be there, right? She's mad at you because she wants to trust you. She wants to open her heart to you. She wants to surrender to you. And it's like, hey, here I am. And then you don't catch her. Like, it's pretty fucking damaging and scary. Um, So, you know, but if you drop her a couple of times, which we're all going to, you know, there's like, fuck, but I'm still committed, still committed to catching you. And I want to get better at this. And you're right. And it also develops a certain capacity to just because someone gives you feedback doesn't mean it's true. Right. That's again, we're being in a group, being in a healing container of like, I can receive all that. And I agree with this and I don't agree with that. Right. There's a way to be in relationship with that. That's like, yeah, no, I can see that that's your truth. And that's not my experience. Right. There's some guys developing that, that her emotions are not all of reality. It's like a liberating thing in its in itself, right? I actually, yeah, I worked with my guys around this. And no, I feel really solid, like how I'm showing up in this part of our life. And I'm not gonna, you know, shy away from that. Like, I'm okay with that. Um, but it just takes practice. It really does. So, you know, it takes practices. We teach guys in our program. It takes going deep with other men. It takes being... Um, it takes having buy in from a partner who you can talk about some of these things about how we handle disagreements or emotions um, so that we're kind of on the same page when those things happen. So, you know, this isn't for every relationship necessarily. It's not for a first date necessarily, unless you're really vibing and you feel, you know, you can go there. That's possible on dates. Um, but it is, it's something, you know, that the last thing I'll say is I think this is one of the most powerful ways me and my partner have built trust in relationship. It's her being able to give me feedback or being able to share the range of her emotions, her heart. And I couldn't always not be afraid of it or collapse. I did that tons when we first met, totally collapsed, totally defended, totally whatever. But over time, my capacity to increase has increased her trust of me. It's like, oh, I can, I don't, this is stuff that's really hard for me, but I can just share it with you and we can deal with that. And the fact that we can move through that in itself is the much deeper relaxation that starts to happen. Because then it's like, it reifies or like, oh, we don't have to be afraid of these things because we know how to move through these things. So it actually relaxes the whole process over time. Mm. It makes it all easier.
1: I think there's, that's a big deal because what you're describing is repair. And it seems to me that in most family systems, there is no repair. There's either rift or rupture and then just time passes and we just pretend it didn't happen. Or there's some kind of weird dance around it, but there's not actually repair. So most of us have never experienced that. We've never actually gone through something hard, shared something hard, had the other person listen, actually hear us, and then still be connected. It's like either you stop being connected to people or you just slowly shut off parts of yourself, which isn't yeah. what we're talking about. Like yeah, what you're describing is it's it's like a new way of relating. For most people that I know and have worked with did not have healthy repair modeled for them in their homes. It was just not there. It wasn't there. So it's it's genuinely a new a new thing. And there's a there's a level of safety and trust That is established when we can get to the other side of something. And it's like, to your point, it's like every time that happens, it's strengthening that bond because it's like, oh, wow, maybe we're not going to be disconnected forever. Oh, maybe we're not going to be disconnected forever. I think that fear is always there of like, if I break my heart and I piss him off, he's going to leave or she's going to engulf me and I'm going to die or whatever the, the little, or she's or, mad
0: at me right now. So she's always going to be mad. She's at me.
1: always going to be mad at me. Yeah, exactly. It's like that takes time to recover from that takes time to believe there's another path. Even when you've repaired six times, it's like it's maybe going to take 60 times before your body is actually like, okay, I truly trust that I don't have to be perfect with this person. I trust that. That we will be totally. able to do this. That's a big deal, and not something that yeah. happens quickly. Um,
0: to me, that's true love. Yeah, like built right. It's it's not the falling in love. It's something no. we've like yes. weaved. Like we're literally weaving a connection between us. So every tension that we mend actually weaves it stronger. Like we become closer in that process, and that that does take time. That takes commitment, and that takes. Space for mistakes on both sides.
1: Yes, and i i really I really liked what you said about, um, you know, catching her, and it's like it's quite damaging when you drop her. And I had a recent experience of this where I was, I like had a, I've been having lots of realizations about my past and all this stuff, and I was sharing with a guy friend, and um, felt, like really dropped in this moment when I was really vulnerable I was like I really needed him to be attuned to that moment and give me a little bit of comfort and instead he was kind of checked out like he was physically present but not emotionally present which is kind of upsetting for me like really upsetting and I was in a really vulnerable state I think if I'd have been in a more of a an adult state in that moment it would have been different but I was in like kind of like a childlike state anyway it was very damaging it was very damaging and I, when I came out of it and I did a bunch of self-care and I, you know, regulated and did all these things, went to my somatic therapist. When I came back, you know, one thing I reflected was like, I was like, I don't think that you've touched that place in yourself. And so I don't trust you to be able to hold me in that place. And, you know, this is just a friend of mine. This is a guy friend. This isn't my partner. But it occurred to me like that felt like such a moment of being dropped that everything in me was like, never trust this person again with these vulnerable parts of you. And I I think there's a balance there between like, I'm never going to trust you again. And like shoving someone away in like a a reactive place versus, wow, you really just showed me your capacity. Like you, you, this is not a place where you've got this handled yet. Therefore, you are genuinely not trustworthy. There are other people who are trustworthy in my life. Like, I'm never, I'm not like, I'm never going to trust anyone again. No one can handle me. That's not what I'm talking about. But I do think that, you know, to your point, Jason, especially since we live in a patriarchal culture that doesn't allow boys to be human beings, you know, the message in our culture is like, boys aren't allowed to be human beings. You have to cut out, cut off your heart, cut off like your empathy, cut off your compassion. Like if you want to be a quote unquote real man in the patriarchy, you can't be a full human being. And that is very damaging to men. And so I feel like their capacity for emotional development is super stunted in this way that they've been told makes them a real man, but then they get into a relationship and it's damaging. It's literally damaging to their partner. So I think there's a necessity to graduate beyond the stupid patriarchy that is just so damaging to both, both sexes and really all genders, right? Because then there's all of the other genders that are excluded in a binary system. Like you're either this or you're that, like, actually it's a lot more complicated than that. There's a lot more shades in there of beauty, but you know, really owning like, yeah, I, I need to get literate around my emotions. I need to be comfortable here. I'm going to invest in somatic therapy, in coaching, in courses, in whatever it takes, because I want this and I want to be a healthy man in relationship. And, and you know, to your point, it's like, this isn't just about how you show up for her. It's about your emotional landscape. Can you touch those places in yourself? Do you know what your grief yep. feels like? Because you aren't going to be able to hold me in mine if you can't hold you in yours.
0: Totally. If I'm afraid of mine, I'm going to avoid yours. It's just, I've seen it time and time again, because being with it in you will trigger it, right? We're resonant as humans. So if I want to be with you in your grief, I have to be feeling grief in my nervous system. And if I have a whole pocket of that, that I haven't touched, that's going to be like, Oh fuck, there's a grenade there. I can't do that. I got to avoid, I got to leave. I got to bounce. I got to whatever. Um, So again, one of the most powerful things you can do as a man is to go into all that, take responsibility, explore that in yourself. And then if you want to go boss level guys, right, boss level, there's um, there's taking responsibility for the masculine as well. Oh, I didn't drop you. I wasn't the one that dropped you in those previous relationships, but I'm going to be responsible for catching you now in the way those men didn't. So I'm not going to say you were wrong or why do you always do that? There's I know why that happened you had that experience where you weren't caught and instead of making that not about me that's oh that's your shit you got to deal with there's a there's a version of i'm gonna still try to catch you and take responsibility for what those other men couldn't do that's like a deep deep level that you know i would say only in third stage kind of relationships where both partners are doing the work you want to turn towards but it is possible um and then the other thing i'll i'll just say it guys is you know, one of my first men's coaches, Trip Lanier, uh worked with me, and you know, he was the first guy that just taught me that simple thing. Is just like it's one pipe. There's just one emotional pipe. So if you clamp down on one, you're clamping down on all of them. So if I don't want to feel sad, I'm actually limiting my highs, right? Like it, these things are super related. And so if you're wanting a f- highly feminine emotional, expressive, in her body, moving, energetic woman, but you don't want her (laughs) to have emotions, you're not going to find that. You're just not going to find it. If you want that, you have to be open to the whole pipe. right? Sometimes she's going to be sad. Sometimes she's going to be mad. Sometimes it's going to be hard. Sometimes it's going to be easy. Sometimes it's going to be soft. Sometimes all that different stuff. That. So if you're desiring that in a partner, know that you got to welcome all of it. Because if you're not welcoming all of it, she can't relax into that. And so you're, you're going to be getting, you're just going to have a different experience or you're going to keep attracting a different type of woman who doesn't feel safe with you and keeps a part of herself shut down. And you're going to wonder why you're not attracted to her, or why you lose interest or all these different things. But the more you can accept all that and the more, she feels safe in that the more she'll give you that mm. full range and the more, you know, I will say you're likely to be nourished.
1: Yes. Uh, including sexually. I, I think we're oh, 100%. We're, yeah. we're <laughs> yeah, I mean, I we could
0: have things. a whole conversation totally around this, is
1: really important because this
0: capacity about, in sex. Totally. Yeah, the
1: version of me that I am around a man where I don't feel safe to express myself is much smaller. And I'm the same woman. I'm technically the same woman, but that guy's not getting the same woman as a fully radiantly expressed, joyous, you know, where I feel, when I feel like I can be angry and sad and that's safe, you can bet that I'm going to be radiantly abundantly happy and expressed and joyful and want to give him a blowjob? like uh, you know it's like oh my god I'm so free look at how free I am look at my feminine this is so exciting because I got to do difficulty with you and you didn't fucking leave you actually showed up and you were really present you were there not just physically in the room but checked out like genuinely there like that's that's gonna have an effect on the other side there's a ton of energy that's you know bound up that gets to be expressed and released in a you know feminine way So yeah, um, as we wrap up, if you are interested in our work with me and Jason, you can go and take our free training, which is a really good way of going deeper than the podcast. If you've been listening for a while and wanting to go a little bit deeper, you can go to
0: evolutionary.men slash training,
1: evolutionary.men slash training.